Teeny, episode number 113. On today's show, Simone talks about ways lowbrow entertainment is turning us into idiocracy. Steffi bitches about another Christian cover-up scandal. And Simone's mom tried really hard to pronounce... Dong Teeny. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie, how are you, Dong? I'm kind of excited because my interview about Mark Driscoll with Bust Magazine went up today online, and so that's kind of exciting. Oh, that's great. The one yeah. that you did with uh, with July? Yeah. July Whipple, yeah, sister yeah, of listener it. Jonah. Jonah went to the Richard Simmons thing with us, and yes. it was her birthday, and we got Richard Simmons and the whole class to sing Happy Birthday to her. It was so much fun. Oh, that's so. right. I forgot about that part of it. <laughs> we have to put pictures at dongtini.com because that was yeah. a good day. But, I um, think we haven't posted our picture with Richard Simmons in a while. We seem to post them semi-regularly. But. Oh, we do. <laughs> and each time people comment because um, Jonah's arm looks kind of double-jointed in it. And people are like, how did her? You know, they make some comment and Jonah's uh-huh. like, uh. <laughs> so I don't want them to. I don't want them to hurt Jonah's feelers is all. So maybe we can Aww. like blur it out or, or yeah or crop it or i can like <laughs> fix her arm in photoshop oh yeah speaking Aww. of photoshop i just want to say how proud i am with my featured image from last last oh week. my gosh <laughs> i love that featured image yeah just came to me like a like a bolt of lightning like a, like just down from heaven poured into my into my eyes into my brain to put like a doghouse with a with a sausage to to represent the penis home on top of a british flag <laughs> because i had been talking about that but yeah it was great and also i had to listen i asked Greg, while I was doing it, I had to call him over. I was like, oh, can I get your advice on something? And he came up, he was like, sure. Like, thinking he was being, like, supportive and helpful to my creative endeavor. And then I was like, does this look too much like a real dong? Like, that was my question. (laughs) I felt really embarrassed. Even though I'm not embarrassed about my dong. He was just like, oh. He was just... (laughs) Well, I think before I even told him, I told him, I was like, oh, now I feel really stupid about what it is. I kind of explained yeah. my embarrassment before I said what it was so yeah oh my God, so next time someone sounds like they're asking you for your expert advice on something it may be something as lame as that does this look like a real dong I wish my co-workers would call me over and ask me something like that rather than what they usually ask me advice on okay speaking of co-workers I had a a slumber party with the oh people my I god with on why Saturday is this not night. in the document i don't know it was supposed to be on there so this is going to be yeah, the rest luckily. of the show let's crack the rest of the document go <laughs> so one of my co-workers is moving and they were going to have a slumber party my at my boss like i have my boss and my grand boss and my great grand boss so this is just my boss's house she's really cool 
And, but everyone's, you know, probably about 20 or so years older than me, it seems like. And so I'm telling David, oh, I'm like, boy. yeah, I'm going to this work slumber party. He's like, oh, my God, that's going to suck. <laughs> Tell me all about that. I can't wait to hear about this. And I'm like, Simone, I'm going to a work slumber party. And she's like, oh, my God, that's going to suck. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, it is. And then I had the best time. <laughs> Like, as soon as, like, I brought, you know, vodka, every, there was this, ju- everyone, I didn't know my coworkers drank that much, like these, you know, cat sweatshirt wearing ladies, basically. My yeah. boss had this full bottle of Jaeger in her freezer. I couldn't believe it. She, you know, she's just this <laughs> nice grandma, you know, what's she doing with Jaegermeister in her freezer? And we, like, she's like, oh, I'm ordering pizza online, and, and we just proceeded to get smashed, and then... They're like immediately like, I love drunk Steffi. And I'm like, yeah. And, and so they're just egging me on and I'm telling stories. And then at some point we walked up to 7-Eleven to buy cigarettes. And we're, you know, just like, you know, like high school kids. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to go 7-Eleven, buy cigarettes. <laughs> you know, just stupid. And, and people are telling disgusting stories. That you're like, oh, my God, you did that once. And um, yeah. yeah, just all this like all the deep, dark secrets that are kind of like Kind of out of a movie type situation or a bad rom com or something right, like that. Right, right. That's exactly how special. I'm picturing it, especially <laughs> with the with the trip out to the Seven Eleven. Like it sounds like some new shenanigan should happen at that point in the story. But like, yeah. so what's it like going back into work on Monday? Is everyone sort of like, uh, hi? I took Monday and Tuesday off. So okay. today was my Monday. I know it's Wednesday now, so today was my Monday. But um, they're like. Steffi, it's kind of like Norm, like in Cheers when she walks in and everyone goes Norm, like that's kind of <laughs> how I felt. <laughs> There's like this heightened level of camaraderie, so that's kind of funny. Well, that's good. So it wasn't like, were there any revelations you think that people like probably wouldn't have made if they weren't oh, so drunk? Definitely, but no one's embarrassed about them because we were all very supportive. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's good. Is there anyone there? That, who, I'll tell you did, one thing that was said. Oh, yeah? Um, I won't name any names or anything, but someone goes, there's nothing worse than someone rubbing their, <laughs> their lipstick on you over and over again. <laughs> and you're eventually just like, get off me. <laughs> wow. I remember that. That was pretty salacious. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, is um, was there anyone there who didn't seem like they were really in the spirit of it, or that, did everyone seem like they were up for it? Everyone was up for it. So they have no and wet blankets. We were, yeah, we were pretty selective about who we invited. Right. So I know that helped. Um, yeah, everyone was in in on it, and you know, everyone just crashed. At, I think it was about two a.m. And God bless them. They tried to keep it going. They're like, I can see everyone's tired. Let's make s'mores. And, you know, it was really cute. They're just, you know, these people are in their 50s and 60s. And they're just wanting to rally. I'm like, oh, I think I have to go to sleep. So I woke up in the morning and I texted you. I'm like, I think I'm still drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there anyone back at the office who wasn't invited that knows that this happened and is kind of jealous and put out? Jose. <laughs> well... At least he has a wiener as an excuse. He doesn't think that's a viable excuse. He's oh, like, come on. my feelings are hurt. I thought this was a girl's thing, you know. Doing all that, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you actually would have loved it, Jose. Sorry to tell you that. But uh, yeah, no one else seemed to really know. I think we were good about keeping it a secret you know, oh, from cool, the people cool. who weren't invited. So yeah, that's, that part is good. Awesome. <sighs> Great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had you- fun. <laughs> 
you have here on the document that Judah, my 12-year-old, oh. is on Facebook now. Yeah, yeah. Correct. But, but before, we, before we get on to that, one last workplace edition on my end. Uh, oh, boy. A party should be thrown. Or maybe actually we were getting on kind of okay, but Whopper Jr. has left the company. <gasps> When did he leave exactly? He Has left last yet? Friday. It's no happened. No way. He's already yeah. had his last day. He's gone. Oh. Yeah. And like, and I was, because my I only work Monday to Thursday and his last day was Friday. So I knew like if like nobody, like the big goodbye wasn't happening on Thursday. So I'd have to like make an effort on Thursday. So I said, mm-hmm. when I came in after lunch, I'm like, oh, in case I don't see you before you go, like, because I'm not here tomorrow, you know, good luck with everything. And I gave him a pat on the shoulder and then he hugged me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But it was like we were getting along okay lately just because mm-hmm. I learned how to manage him. I mean, really, that exactly. is the reason. It's not like he was so great, but I just pandered to his crybaby ways. But as as a result, I got used to doing it, and it was just we were getting along okay. So I'm not saying I'm, I'm sorry he's gone, but I'm not as excited about it as I might have been, you know, Aww. a couple of years ago. So Maybe yeah. fatherhood changed him. Um, maybe. He was actually just, he was telling me that, like, his daughter fell off the couch and, like, he took her to the doctor and he was, like, I could see he was, like, really scared about it, you know, whereas I'm, like, past that stage of worrying about every fall, you know. The time I texted you from Scotland, like, he hit his head really fucking hard and had a big mark on his head, which is why I was really worried and he fell from a greater height, but, you know, um, but the kind of bump he was describing, like, I wouldn't have worried about it, but, you know, at four months you do worry about it, so I was like, oh, that's charming. So, yeah. Yeah, but as long as we only talked about his baby and not my baby, you know, everything is fine with me and Robert Jr. So oh, I know that yeah, feeling. Yeah, so, The whole you know. time you're talking about Quincy, I'm like, okay, enough until I can, um, I'll just pretend I'm listening until I can talk about Judah and Right, Molly. exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because you've only been talking about them the entire friendship. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I've got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, um... Yes, so, yeah, back to Judah and Lolly, or just Judah. But yes, so Judah is on Facebook now. Does this make mm-hmm. you feel old? How does this feel? How it's How is so this weird. for you? I love it because he's so hilarious on there. He is. It's like he's, like, razor sharp. Yeah. And he makes fun of me in the best way, and I just love it. And I'm like, yeah, we just have, like, little banter. And he's just, yeah, it's so weird. But you, um, Are you editing yourself at all? You know... I'm not, I, I think only a tiny bit, but um, I can't remember what I posted recently, and I was like, hey, Judah, I put this thing, you might, you know, you, you know, it might weird you out that your mom posted that. I can't remember what it was. It might have been like a link to, oh, I think it might have been linked to the article about the guy waving a dildo out the window and, of his car <laughs> and getting arrested. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, I saw whatever you put, and I was like, I was like, oh, how did it make you feel? He's like, well, it's not the worst thing I've seen you put on there. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, poor yeah. guy. Have you had any posted anything where you like, like, customize it so it doesn't get posted to his wall? I had no. I haven't set that up yet. So yeah, you can do but that. But he has like a Kindle, like or iPad type Kindle thing, Nook or something that he. So he doesn't see everything. It, like the feed is weird, and he's still figuring out Facebook. So I'm not super worried that he'll, like, he hasn't seen a lot of stuff that I've mentioned to him. I was like, oh, I put. A hilarious clip of Pomeranians licking each other, and he's like, I didn't see that. So, yeah, well, I mean, um, Facebook edits everybody's feed anyway, so you know, yeah. you're not like Kate Azell, formerly Kate Jones, like mm-hmm. she posted something about about um, her wife Kelly's brownies, and um, 
I'm sure they were great brownies. But anyway, like a few people liked them. I didn't particularly like the comment. Nothing against the brownies, but you know, I'm trying to be a little tighter with my likes these days. Anyway, and then like a, two days later, or it was 18 hours later, something like that. It was still at the top of my feed, and I and I wrote, "I'm sure these brownies are great, but why is this still in my feed?" <laughs> So yeah, Facebook's fucked. So just because Judah doesn't happen to see something, it's like, and I hate it too. Like somebody posts something, and then I say the the feed goes back to the top, and I can't find it, you know. And I want to、yeah. see that link, so then I go to that person's page, and then it's not there. And it's like、yeah. I can't find this thing that was just there that I was trying to look at. I, it's、uh, fucking impossible. There's this new thing、show. though called LO. Have you heard of this? People were no, talking about it today. It? It's supposed to be the new advertising-free、uh, social media. But、um, I have an invitation. I can invite you if you want. But nobody's、oh. on it yet. But I'm、yeah. sure it'll be the next Google Plus. So yeah,、um, <laughs> how do you feel about Google Plus? I wanted. I was into it, but、like、just it. nobody was there, and I still know some people、yeah. who just stay on that and just talk to the handful of people that are there. But yeah, not yeah. good. That's my so, thing too. And there was another one called Path, which is like very private,、um, mm-hmm. and you sort of and I think it's good for like people, like famous people. So I knew people who were like working on a movie together that were all like staying in touch with each other on that, and it was more private. And I joined that with a fake name, but then nobody was on it again, so I just left. So.、Uh. <laughs> Remember Friendster? I somebody mentioned that to me today, my friend Doug, and I was like, "Yeah, I was never on Friendster. I was on Orkut, and I was on Tribe.net, and then MySpace,、oh. and then MySpace, of course. Okay, you know, brings us to to where we are today. Yes, yes. Yeah, I yes. was just Friendster, then MySpace, and now. Yeah, never, <sighs> never even saw Friendster. So yeah, missed that one. Um, so also the subject of the kids.、Um, so I forgot to mention this last week in my in my United Kingdom recap, but you won't believe what I did, and I hadn't told you this in any of the texts we shared while I was gone. But、mm. while we were there, we took Quincy to Gymboree in Scotland. No way, they have them <laughs> over there. Yeah, it's a worldwide chain. Oh my so, gosh! Tell me, tell me the songs that they sang. Did they sing the log song? They they had a different log song. It's like like something about say hello to the airlock, but it's all like with these Scottish <laughs> accents, you know. Say hello to the airlock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do that for me, please. The Scottish accent, please tell me this. I can't remember how it went. Now I should have like recorded myself singing them afterwards. Oh, but fuck. Is、yeah. Greg there? Ask Greg. Yeah, yeah. We both did it. We both. I'm sure he can't remember either.、Oh. So yeah, yeah. But it was like it was just like because Quincy was holed up in this apartment so long, so much of the time that we thought. You know, and I and it's funny because while I was、Say、packing, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but they totally had the airlock and the same equipment and everything. So、okay. sing, sing for everybody the American airlock jamboree song. Okay, it cracks me up so much. Push and walk, push <laughs> and walk. That's what makes the airlock go. Push and walk. Push and walk. That's what makes the airlock go. <laughs> and there's a second verse that I learned after the last time I talk、oh. it. It's like, what's it? Keep what?、Uh, don't you stop? Keep on pushing. That's what makes the airlock go. Don't you stop? Keep on pushing. 
That's what makes the airlock go. It's just, they're teaching a metaphor for life struggles. Yeah, that's right. So the next time you're having a hard time, I'm going to tell you just to keep on pushing that airlock. Keep on pushing. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, it was like while we were packing to go, I was, I don't know why I saw this little like Jimboree card that we got with the membership. And I know why I picked it up and looked at it to see if we were entitled to anything. It said, with your membership, you can go to any two free classes anywhere, any Jimboree in the world. I was like, wow. So then I like emailed them. They're like, yeah, you can come. So I was like, great. But then after we got back, I canceled the membership because Quincy's just not interested in using the equipment. So we're done. Yeah. Well, you got what you needed out of it. That we did, we did. Song. Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious after all my like, oh my god, Jimboree. It's like, oh yeah, we went to Scotland and took my kid to Jimboree again. <laughs> <laughs> but at least on the way, he got to ride in a double-decker bus. That was fun. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I get to ride one every day from work, but it's not the same as whatever their red open-top ones are over there, so... Oh, they're not open top ones. Yeah, they it rains oh. too much. I think it's just the tourist ones that have the open top. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I'm in this double decker bus every day. I call it the top bunk. I was trying to get up there. But, yeah. Um, what it does, okay. As <laughs> when I get on, there's this row of trees on the street. I get on it, and they have never trimmed those trees back. And the double decker bus is like scrape along like 90 trees and it cracks me up every day (laughs) and it like scrapes up the bus and no one does anything like it's hilarious to me everyone's reading their newspaper they're on their phone where there's this big long scrape (laughs) forever do you like wait for it with anticipation or sometimes you engage it in something else here come the trees here they come (laughs) 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 wow Oh my god, I'm so pathetic. Yeah. I get that much enjoyment out of that. (sighs) Okay, so your mom saw your Dongtini desktop. Yes, so on my computer, I have, I have uh, like my regular desktop, Greg is his desktop, and then I created a new one just for Dongtini for recording and editing, so all the files are all in this one place, and I have giant Dongtini logo as the wallpaper. So anyway, <laughs> but sometimes if I like, while I'm already working on it, and then I open up and start doing other stuff, like I'll end up using that just for my other business and have my windows open, and then mum was trying to check her internet banking, and then she's like, oh, how is it? I'm in this Dongtini. Dong, dongini, dongtini <laughs> thing, and I was just like, oh, and I was just like, I just didn't really answer. And she, like, she wasn't asking. Yeah, she didn't read it properly. She didn't. I didn't correct her. I didn't. I just tried to get her back into my other dongini. desktop, away from here, and didn't. I mean, she didn't know what it was. She didn't ask what it was, and I wasn't going to explain it. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she tried to pronounce oh, dongtini. No, that's dongtini, and that's this filthy podcast I have with my weird friend. Stephanie yeah. up in Seattle where we talk about dongs and whether or not God is real. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because dongany kind of sounds Sri Lankan. Yeah, maybe. Or does it? Is that my imagination? I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. I'll think on that. But yeah, but I was talking to her about swearing and stuff because she's so anti-swearing. And I think mm-hmm. I was kind of, I said something like, you know, I just feel like, I said, because I can't swear, I feel like I have to hold back parts of my life, you know? And I was kind of mm-hmm. thinking about the podcast, even though I'm not sure I would want to listen to it anyway. But yeah. I think, I think, I think what it is is that I feel like it's part of myself that I have to withhold, that I, I don't even want them to know that it exists, you know? And that right. kind of bums me out, you know? Um, and then she's, and the, but she says, like I don't think I want to know and I thought 
I don't think I want you to either. And we just kind of left. Like, I didn't say what it was that it was like my yeah. things that like, but my writing and stuff that I did, like, I would swear too much in that. So I just like, yeah, forget it. I don't write, you know? It's like I had this blog that people were really into. And, you know, I just don't want to talk about it because you're not into swearing. <laughs> yeah. That like, they'll they'll immediately not want to read any of it just because there's this one factor and you're yeah just like, or they'll or they'll just or they'll just focus on that you know so you know right, or right. Just, yeah i'll just be turned off by that so i just don't even want to go there but they did accidentally read my blog once um <gasps> because i i used to have a signature for it in my email and i would always delete it when i emailed them but i left it by accident <gasps> yeah yeah and so my dad said and it was the one where i was like saying that Je- jeopardy was fucked and my dad <laughs> loves jeopardy so so he was really upset. <laughs> I love that he was very upset by that. Yeah, he said he didn't agree with it or something. And I, I talked to him about why I think it doesn't make sense before anyway. So it wasn't like my, my right. concept was foreign to him. But it said it was fucked in the title. Like, that's why it was so bad. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um. Okay, yesterday... I'm part of a secret Facebook group that um, has some people who are really politically correct in it. It's these women who are like, you know, gender studies professors and um, they don't like, you know, anyone to use the word pussy and especially not the word cunt, you know. So everyone in this group, like someone, this one guy took a picture of his African-American assistant and said she she said that Curtis in that group, he real cute. You know, and they, which was funny. He's like, oh, here's my assistant. And she said that you in this group, you're, you real cute. And um, so these women who are the gender studies professors were like, they wrote big long comments. Oh, we don't think this is fair to this woman. We feel like you're being racist by doing this, you know. So there was a big exodus. Ugh. Like everyone like finally got fed up with how they felt they were uptight. So they left and formed a new group. So I was in the new group and they go, they go, hey, Stephanie, would you comment? Um you know something would you you know what your thoughts are about all this so i thought that i was commenting in the safe group where the <gasps> uptight people were not <laughs> uh oh spaghetti i accidentally posted it in the up in the group where the uptight girls were and i was like you know i don't really want to because i'm kind of a pussy <laughs> <laughs> And then, so this guy, he commented, he's like, Stephanie, you can't say pussy. I go, fuck you, you cunt. (laughs) I thought this was all happening in the safe venue. And the phone's immediately like, I think Stephanie got the threads mixed up. And I'm like, oh shit, delete, delete, delete. (laughs) Wow, so you're still in the old group? Um, I removed myself. (laughs) It sounds like a nightmare, though, if you can't say anything. I wasn't super involved, so it wasn't a big loss, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just that adrenaline rush where you're like, oh, I put that where I wasn't supposed to. Oh, I do this on Voxer. I accidentally leave Voxer on, and then I get messages from people going, Stephanie, it says you've been Voxing me for five minutes, and I can just hear you <laughs> typing on your keyboard. Like, that's humiliating, too. So. Wow. See, I have mine set so that I have to hold the button down while I I think box. I might need to start doing that. Yeah. Thank you for that idea. I'm going to yeah. do that from now on. Shit. That's my problem. <laughs> Okay, now you had this uh, in the document for a while, so I don't know if you even remember the incident, but maybe you do, that you uh, that uh, you overheard a mother telling her little boy not to cry over his lost balloon. I did. We were by the Space Needle. This is when my sister was here with her daughter and her husband, the one who's like Hank Hill. 
And um, they're giving out balloons, and this little boy who's like four or five, he let go of his balloon that's flying away, and he's he's freaking out. And the mom's like, "It's just a balloon. There's no need to freak out." And I go. That to him is the same thing as if your wallet just flew away and floated away and you couldn't grab it. Oh, nice! <laughs> I couldn't help it because it's exactly the same thing, you know? Yeah. So she's just like, huh. and I, I kind of like was trying to, I had a friendly face kind of with it. And I was obviously with my children, but I'm like, oh, I don't know if she's going to appreciate that little tidbit. Yeah. <laughs> but I just kind of kept on walking. But I had to tell her because that poor little boy. Yeah, it's not fair to validated. dismiss that because, you know, because it's a balloon, because it's nothing to her. Like, you know, you yeah. can see how important these things are to kids, you know? Everyone, even adults. I mean, look at fucking hoarders. Look at all the shit that people find important. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Look at how I am with my wallet. Look how I am with my phone. Like, if my phone floated away, don't you know I'd freak the fuck out? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's, yeah, that's, I, I don't like when people are dismissive of other people's loss like that. So, yeah. well, good for you for saying something. So, hmm. But yeah, my mom, when we, my mom was visiting, we were in an elevator. My mom's like really claustrophobic and afraid of elevators. Oh. And so we were good at this lift. It was large, but there were like these kids on it. And the kid like, we pressed the button and then the kid went to like touch the button again. And my mom mm. was like, please don't. And kind of like put her hand in between the kid and the buttons. Cause she just like, she thinks like pressing the buttons more will like make it do weird things and like not yeah. open and close properly. And she freaks out. Like if the door like takes a second longer than she thinks it's going to, she starts panicking immediately. So she just put her hand down. And the woman was just sort of like, like, excuse me? At my mom, it's like, what's your problem? Like, you know, the kid shouldn't be just pressing the buttons, you know? Like, why are you getting on my mom's case for it, you know? But, you know, it was just one floor and we just got out. My mom just said, sorry, I'm very afraid of lifts. And she walked out. Yeah, but but I just hated that the lady was immediately, you know, that that whole parenting, new school of parenting that my kid doesn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? right. So, um, I know and my, never mom, my mom Sex wasn't rude. My, my yeah. mom wasn't rude. She just was like, please don't kind of just put her hand in front. Like, that's all she did. Yeah. You know? That's something that I want to be more aware of. Like, you know, it's nothing for me to get on an elevator, but like, a lot of people are afraid of it. And, yeah. You know, but, like, there's, there's an episode of Sex in the City that I thought, I thought this was so funny because Miranda gets on the elevator and um, she goes to press the button and there's a man with a little kid and he's like oh can you not press the button he really likes to press the button and she goes really well so do I and she presses her floor (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah I used to like be so into like pressing the buttons to like you know for the for the crosswalk and everything's like that and my sister and I used to fight about pressing buttons oh totally what is it about pressing buttons I think because you like see them on TV and like they do something and they light up and it's like you have all these buttons on your toys that don't do shit but these are real (laughs) buttons real live working buttons my kids are like the handicap door button that works you know like they they fight over that like you yeah, press the, the on power. the library the handicap door and i'm kind of like let's not use that if we don't have to because we're aware of the motor for people who need it you know and they're like whatever oh. press good <sighs> point but yeah i guess it's giving power to people who have such little power yeah so i think hmm. that must be the allure of buttons i think it is wow yes you happen to oh, speaking it. of which, my friend uh, of power and such, I was talking to my friend Angus today, and he's 26, and his girlfriend's, um, well, he's 26 or 27, his girlfriend's uh, 33, so she's like six years older than him. And um, and we talk about the age gap, he's like, it's a big age gap, and I was like, hold on a second, 
Please Sorry. leave that in. <laughs> Budsworth is just uh, clawing my beautiful sofa. <laughs> I will oh. leave it in. <laughs> um, I'll have to go examine the damage later. Um, anyway, so yeah, we were talking about the age difference and it's six years and I said, oh, well, it's bigger even because she's she's the girl and she's older and, you know, girls are more mature than boys. And he was like, yeah, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, there are a lot of immature girls too. And then he said something really interesting, which I'd never thought of before, but he said, maybe because of like male privilege, guys don't even think they have to bother to like be more mature like they can just fuck oh, around 100 and i hadn't thought of this at all and then i was he's like and i said and i said whereas girls are like trying to prove themselves from day one yes. and he was like exactly so for one it was a revelation and two it was just really exciting to just hear a guy just so casually say oh. this like without Isn't we weren't talking so about refreshing? feminism or anything it's just like conversationally yeah. like yeah guys are privileged so you know was, oh like, so that's great. so nice i love when they do that yeah when they you know, just acknowledge it without being defensive and have space for that possibility. But yeah, acknowledge yeah, it. He brought it up. Easy. I didn't. You know, that's so cool. I knew <laughs> yeah. I liked Angus. I always liked his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Angus <laughs> of the, the Quality room, Time right? Podcast. He's totally into the room. Yes. Oh, I love Angus. Angus, yes. I've never met you. Please friend me. <laughs> <laughs> He's hilarious Aww. and an amazing musician, also. Um, really? Yeah. His band is Sex on Toast. Um, so now we've talked about the lists I keep, and yes, my list. And I said I kept a list of of uh, yeah. how often I broke my nails, and um, I had a list of uh, something else. Oh yeah, how often I threw up. When the last time I threw up was, I think, <laughs> or I kept track of that at least. And then I also kept a track of how often I'd seen the room, and I swore up and down that that was the end of my lists that I kept. I don't keep the nail one anymore because they break too often. That, the point was that it was so infrequent <laughs> that it was like worth noting how long it had been. Um, so anyway, and but then um, uh, listener Brian was tweeting at us something about the room, and then it reminded me that I also keep a list of like we save all our change and then we take it to the coin star at the supermarket. Mm -hmm and then get an Amazon voucher with it. And so I keep each time, Greg and I each guess how much we think is going to be in it. And, oh, then awesome. I, and then I note down our guesses and then I note down the actual total and I have a record of this. I love this. <laughs> so How many entries are in your document? Um, what's actually was a bit scattered. I think it's in two separate places, but I have to consolidate it. But um, yeah. <laughs> But a couple of times we did it where the person who was closest got to keep the lot. Oh no, I think we joke about that, but we always split split the total. So, um, oh, that's but that's awesome. the joke that if whoever gets it right gets to keep it all. Um, yeah, so I think I really swear I think that's the last list I keep. So. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. I was telling someone today that I hate pennies so much I'll just throw them away. <laughs> Yeah. I know that like I could keep them in a jar, but sometimes you're just vacuuming and you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to vacuum up that yeah, stupid yeah. penny. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, that reminds me, uh, you know, like I was thinking like I wouldn't bend down to pick up a penny. I found $40 on the street the other day. What? Where yes. were you? I was on my way. It was, I was in Beverly Hills. So you know you're probably oh. taking it from someone who's not going to miss <laughs> they it. They weren't missing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I was just walking to my optometrist appointment and I was like, hey, it's 20 bucks. And then like about <gasps> one and a half feet from that was another 20 bucks. And I was like, oh. <gasps> so I just quickly one grabbed and them. Feet, and they weren't even together. They weren't even That's together. Really they were random. like, yeah. 
and then and then after I walked away, of course you're greedy. You're like, oh, maybe I should go back. Maybe there was more, like a trail. But no, I was like, no, no, you've got 40 bucks. Just be glad of that. So um, anyway, yeah, so that was great. But there's no one else around. So what am I going to do? Offer it up to this next strange person I saw. So Go back and look for more. Yeah. Angus and I actually found, I think we found like 170 bucks together at uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, we were in a Radio Shack and we just found it. Like in on the ground, so we got it, and then like we went to a subway and split it, and then uh, and then went about our our day. I think I saw it, and he picked it up, or vice versa. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing! So that's why it was just like teamwork. That is teamwork. Yeah. So now we have a call from listener Kelly, or I don't know if it's listener Kelly, but it's friend Kelly of uh, listener Jonathan uh, regarding the word moist. This is Kelly from Hello Fantastic, and uh, I have a moist story. We uh, went camping with some friends of mine about uh, two years ago, and two of the girls that were camping with us had never been camping before, and they weren't really knowledgeable and weren't really sure what to expect. And so we all got to the campground, we went to sleep, and we woke up the next morning. We weren't actually awake. It was like seven o'clock in the morning, and everyone was just starting to just starting to get up. And all of a sudden, from one of the girls' tents, we heard her go, "Oh, oh my God! Oh, everything is moist." And that's my moist story. Thanks. Okay, now it's been a big week for your dear friend, Tony Jones. (laughs) Oh, Tony. Oh, he's having a rough time right now. Um, I hope you're there for him. Oh, I know. He's got my email address. (laughs) He's emailed me before. He's like, call me if you think we need to talk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's what he said to me in email. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how did it start? My friend, David Hayward, he's a Canadian pastor type ex-pastor guy who's kind of deconstructing everything but he's like in his 50s or 60s and he has a blog called nakedpastor.com meaning like you know stripping away everything and you know being honest and vulnerable whatever so um he wrote a post about how tony tony jones was saying that mark driscoll um got in trouble because of his theology he's like tony wrote a big post yeah it was mark driscoll's theology that got him in trouble and the naked pastor david hayward wrote a post saying i think i disagree with tony on this i think that it's your posture you know towards people your whole general attitude it's not your beliefs it's you know that Uh you say that you believe it's what's underneath that which is how you treat people He's right. like, I think a lot of people believe what Driscoll believes, but they don't treat people right. as badly as Driscoll did. <laughs> like, he's kind of saying that it was underlying belief system that kind of pervades what you say you believe. So, right. he's it's a little bit esoteric, but he's trying to, you know, flesh that out and have a discussion. And I really like it, because he won't delete anything. So, uh-huh. <clears throat> Tony's ex-wife chimes in in this thread and says... I feel like I've been silenced and I've seen the Mark Driscoll stuff unfold. So I'd like to talk about how I feel I was silenced by a group of pastors, um, pastoral type people at this organization called the Emergent Village that Tony was part of back in, I think, 08. They were going through a divorce. And um, what's unfortunate is that the details of the of their divorces get, are getting, you know, dragged up. And, you know, it's kind right. of, you know, it's ugly. It's like 
uh, you know, it's just like, this sucks, all this stuff happened, this is terrible. But what it led to was she is saying that the pastor people, the group, the merchant village people, tried to paint her as being mentally unstable to help facilitate the divorce and um, not harm the emergent village reputation. Right. And so she's saying that they have tried, they took her and tried to have her, you know, institutional or not institutionalized, you know, have a psychiatric diagnosis made. They told, you know, the psych, the intake doctor said, honey, you don't need a, a psychiatrist. You need a lawyer. Sorry, lawyer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said that, I'll need a lawyer. So um, anyway, so she she has a lot of details, and this thread on Naked Pastor is up to like 500 by now because it's been <gasps> up there for a week. Wow. I know it's crazy because she's like, yeah, she's like, this bad idea stuff happened. It, yeah, and so people are coming in and defending Tony, and then other people are saying, hey, this was a you guys are doing a cover up. You're not speaking to you know there's. You know, let's talk about the cover-up. And, you know, people are saying it's unfortunate these divorce details are getting dragged out. And I agree with that. And it's like, this yeah. is, what this is about is the cover-up. Like, unfortunately, some of the divorce stuff is going to have to come in because that seemed to be playing into what was being covered up. But the fact that these six men and one woman, I believe, on this team conspired to t- paint this woman, make her out to be crazy, is is terrible. Because that's, that's what they do. Like... I, as an abuse victim, was told no one would believe me. And then when right. I finally told somebody, and you know, I was in my 20s, but I told, and the people finally believed me, but they said, okay, well, we don't, we don't want to do anything about it because it's over. It's in the past. It'd be too messy to drag up. So right. I'm like, this is the type of, this is what the Catholic Church did. This is what Sovereign Grace Ministries did. It's like, oh, uh, let's just look the other way while pretending to be interested. Right. So, um, yeah. So I'm like, hey, let's talk about this. And so anyway, <laughs> all these... You know, sounds like the emergent villager Tony um, are using the litigious language. You know, the ex, his ex-wife Julie is saying, "Yeah, I heard from his attorney and my attorney are talking about, you know, this conversation that's happening." So we'll see where this goes. But she says she has all these documents of, you know, you know, court records, medical records, legal, you know, restraining orders, things, you know, she's like, has all these things that she's ready to finally bring forward because she was encouraged that Mark Driscoll, people finally believe the victims about Mark Driscoll. So right, that's what's happening. And yeah, at press time, stay tuned because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of major. And I have friends who are friends with him and they're protective of him and, um, How, to what extent are they protective of him? They're like, oh, I don't know. She's crazy. You know, we can't believe everything. It's hearsay. It's he said, she said. And I'm like, dude, you can't call out Driscoll's stuff and then turn a blind eye to the stuff in your own camp. We can't yeah. be doing that. And, you know, I, I I compared it to the Catholic Church. Like, this is not the same thing as what has happening, happened in the Catholic Church. That had many victims. I'm like, well, you know what? It all started with just a few. And then the yeah. rings, you know, deception and rings spread. And, you know, I wish that yeah. when I was a child that someone had tried to expose all this, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. Gosh. Yeah, it's, it's so tricky. I mean, I can understand why it might be hard if they're friends with somebody. But at least, I hope at least they're, they're at least prepared to embark on the journey of yeah. addressing that their friend may have a problem here you know what i mean because it's it's yeah. hard to just be like oh he did this okay exactly somebody, somebody said he did that yet. let's yeah so you know but at least you know reserve judgment because i've been talking about about this with other people just incidents within families where somebody claims something happened or you know something's wrong but you don't know what it's sort yeah. of like it's hard to 
you know, to just take a side on it. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. I think there's nothing. All there's also. I mean, it's, it's very really hard. I'm not saying I have any answer here, but it's hard to find a balance of 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 just you know uh, taking a side when you don't know for sure versus you know also you don't want to mm-hmm. just ignore somebody. Exactly. You know, it, it's it's and and you don't want to just ignore the whole situation. Like, well, I just can't know. So like you know, if somebody it depends on what I guess what the claim is. You know, if somebody's mm-hmm. claiming violence and stuff like that, I think you need to make an effort to to get to the bottom of it because it does matter to your relationship but mm-hmm. if it's something like just between people and you don't have any specific reasons you don't have to know all the details of what happened between sure. people you know what i mean and yeah. i think it's okay to not know that so and and just continue relationships you know mm-hmm. as they are but once you start getting information i think you should try and find out one way or the other and not just go straight to defense or straight yeah. to being you know uh, on the offense either it's just fine try and you know Yeah, but but it, it's hard. You can't just expect someone to just be like, "Oh, there's a bad guy now. This is That's my friend." That's exactly you know? it. Because like they're, uh, you know, I okay. The first time I read something by Tony, like my stomach flipped over, like my intuition thing, like whatever that was, you know, responded to something in yeah, him. So yeah. it's not hard for me to believe this. You know, that right, something like yeah. is, no, is a little no, not off. from everything so, I've heard either. Yeah, so, but, but you're not but, friends with him. Yes, these people are like he's been so kind to me, and I'm like, okay, I get, you know, they're they're still creating a category. I said, can you just like, you know, you know, pos- you know, create space to entertain the possibility that this could be true? Is all I'm saying. Like we just we can't write off the victims. I mean, I go, I know that, foul, you know, people cry foul, um, without anything having been actually done wrong, and that that does happen. And this woman is saying that she has all these documents to back it up, and so I I think we should take her seriously. And so yeah. Um, yeah, if somebody's you know. offering documents, I'd be like, yeah, show me those documents. Exactly. I'm not going to so be like, oh, he's my friend, so I, I don't want to see your documents. That's that's where a, a critical point is, you know. And I read like domestic the- violence stuff all day at work, and then I get these spiritual abuse emails from people, and I'm like, this is right lining up. This is lining up exactly with yeah. what I experienced and with all these other people. So I can't write this off, you know. So yeah. <sighs> This shit's exhausting. Let's talk about dongs. <laughs> Let's talk about dongs. Let's talk about dongs. Um, oh, do we have wait. any dongs to talk about? I don't actually. I don't think I have any more dongs. In the, in the <laughs> We're out of dongs, folks. The show is over. <laughs> Fresh out. Okay. Okay, so now, and I wanted to talk about something you posted on on Facebook. I guess it must be like a couple months now, because I've been gone so long and I've been back so long. Um, but we just didn't record for so long, <laughs> and we never got around to it. But yeah, but it really it really struck a chord with me, a negative oh. chord. So I wanted to talk about it. Um, but um, so um, your friend Lauren posted. Uh, she had a, a piece. I forget where it was where it was um, published, but um, about 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 shitty TV and. Yeah. Um, Uh, and just because like she like she'll meet people that say, well, I don't watch TV, but they watch like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and and Game of Thrones and those kind of you know the cable the 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 top cable dramas and they don't consider it TV. And she was sort of saying mm-hmm. it's all it's all TV. And when what they mean by the I guess she wasn't into people saying that it's you know uh, they don't like trashy reality shows that are like denigrating the culture and she's like it's all good because if somebody likes it that it's good and that she that because yeah. people refer to this as the golden age of television um because these shows are so good but she was saying it's not the golden tele- age of television because of that it's because you, anyone can watch whatever they want and I took real issue with that because I was yeah. like no that, that's not why that's the golden age of television but um, but I know you um, enjoy watching trash TV because yeah. j- like you 
usually like you're talking about just before you have to read a lot of depressing miserable stuff in your work and you it, you find it as a as a form of escape so yeah. um so i just want to make sure that i'm so and so when you posted it you're like i i, I really sort of you know relate to this and yeah. um yeah she said exactly so, what i feel like she i right. agree so hard wholeheartedly with everything she said yeah <laughs> so, yeah and yeah, i like, tell me where you're coming from strongly with, with everything she said well my point point of it is that no, it's not the golden age of television because you can watch whatever you like. That's not what it means. It's like taking a word and just saying it means something that it doesn't. You know, it's the golden age of television because there are it's like it's great for storytelling it's great artistically and these are skills that are getting lost because of reality tv you know what i mean so mm. i felt like it was co-opting this meaning of this word and what it means to be producing great content which is what we're having now and just like blending it in all with that and it also i felt like it was demeaning the problem that we have with 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 reality tv and its impact on the culture you know what i mean i felt like it was you know in the gop like poo-poos anyone that's too smart like or too elitist or yeah. you know what I mean or, or eats yeah. kale you said you know? it it's felt like, like women against feminism to you yeah 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 and, and that was because yeah. I felt like you know you're smart she's smart I'm smart we can recognize yeah these shows are crappy but you know you know Mad Men's great you know what I mean and we can watch both and and it's fine you know and I'm not coming from a place of zero reality TV I don't watch like the trashy ones that follow people around that they have yeah. fake stories made up for them but I'm into Project Runway we started recording late today, listener, because I wanted to watch the premiere of Survivor, which I haven't watched in a couple of years. But I, the twins from The Amazing Race, my other show, were on yeah. this, the Sri Lankan twins, and I wanted to see it. So I'm not coming from a place that I don't watch any of that stuff. But I, yeah. I definitely feel like that stuff's a tear ahead of the like the low low stuff. But um, but yeah, so that so I'm not coming from this complete you know disdain for all all reality shows but i have no problem recognizing that stuff is shit and has a has a negative impact on the culture and so I, when i said it kind of reminded me of women against feminism it's like we're smart and we can we can acknowledge the difference and take one with a grain of salt and appreciate the high quality of the others whereas other people don't have there are a lot of stupid people in this world who take those shows seriously they believe in them they follow them they 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 it's completely sucked into that world and that's why you have an issue with teenage girls or, and teenagers in general wanting to be famous for no reason above all else it's because of this culture you know what i mean so and i said it was like women against feminism it's like mm -hmm it's because I felt like it was just saying well this isn't a problem because it's not my yeah. problem you know what I mean and I felt like you know that's what women against feminists are they don't feel like they have a problem with men so it's not it's a non-issue and I felt like it is an issue and this was like sort of just just kind of dismissing it completely so um yeah that was, like I yeah yeah I I feel and I think Lauren and was coming from this point is that um like who are we to say these people are stupid <laughs> I know that you're not going to agree with that. Like, like I think that the reality TV is a reflection on the culture. I think it's I backwards. Think it I think it goes together because mm -hmm. these shows were created. I mean, I think a lot of the reality shows started with, um, with uh, like Real World and Survivor, and these were both mm -hmm. situations. Like Real World was more just like sitting and watching people, and I, I never watched it, but it sounded like it was somewhat realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Survivor it was. was, yeah, and Survivor. I mean, I'm sure they like prompted and pushed things, and I'm sure they it was always manipulation and editing going on. Mm -hmm. But um, and then with Survivor, it was like a competition. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like you, they. Are creating all these situations that can definitely push things one way or the other or they're creating twists that are going to do one thing or the other but it's sort of at its core was just these real you know 
relationships with interpersonal relationships that these people are forming in this weird situation you know what I mean so I felt like there was a certain quality level to that a certain real level to that you know but yeah. after Survivor was so popular that was like the big explosion and that's when they, everyone was like oh my god look at how much money we can make with not paying people properly and not hiring people to write and do you know what I mean like it was right, an ex- right. it was an exploitation of this to make money you know what I mean and I mean and they're coming up with scenarios that yeah. are like you know so and so's throwing a dinner party and at the 11th hour the caterer co- cancels so now what are we going to do like that's an episode yeah. of one of these types of shows but for one like that's not even a real thing the, the writers decide okay so we're going to do this in this episode you know what I mean like there's nothing yeah. very real about it and, and, and it's even less interesting than a scripted show because because they can't make it too out of the ordinary because it's supposed to be real in quotation marks so instead of making something really fantastical and crazy that you'd get in a scripted show it's like this barely more interesting than than boring you know what i mean and so and so and it's just perpetuating and people just kind of get drawn into this so and then i feel like this kind of thing put out by people who want to make money that's how it came out people wanting to make yeah. content for cheap you know and it worked yes and, and, and then the, all the writers the co- got laid off and yeah right you know so it's 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 got all these other negative impacts so i don't think i think the culture the, the, and i think and what you were saying about who are we to say these people are stupid i think it harkens back to what we said in the last episode of the episode before where we were talking about our therapists you know saying everyone has value because they exist mm-hmm. and i feel like this was the same thing all these shows mm-hmm. have value because they exist all these people are smart who are we to say they're smart or not it's like no not everybody is smart you know and um, <laughs> it's true i'm sorry See, but it's I, th- just I know true. but i think that like the people that i dismiss as dumb have something over like way over me like, oh no I no think they th- definitely I didn't they, I didn't say they're invaluable they definitely have other traits that I think uh, yeah. that I think I'm not yeah but I'm talking about just being smart but in terms of the culture of it's, it's idiocracy do you know what I mean I mean yes. idiocracy is really happening and it's a combination of people putting out shitty content and people sucking it up so to say that it's all sort of it's all good because everyone watches it I feel like if you start saying that you're just rolling over and letting giving up do you know what I mean and I don't think people should give up on that because I, don't I feel think, like see I think it's the opposite Opposite. I don't think we're rolling over and giving up. I think we're working uh-huh. to find value where we wouldn't have seen it before. But I don't want to find value in that crap. That stuff why not, is though? terrible. See, that's interesting. How do you know it's terrible? You know, like, why? Because, what makes you think there's no value in it, though? Because it's because it's not that entertaining. It's making, like I said before, it's making uh, s- scenarios out of boring things and passing it off as yeah, real. Yeah, but like, what's it's, the it's psychology on- under that? Like, there's something about the psychology under that that I'm like, wow. Like... This is like an amazing commentary on society and the history of how people interact with each other. Like, there's like, it feels like it's all tied to something that is like but fascinating. But it's not how people me. interact with each other because it's all faked and pushed into that direction. But there's like, nothing know, very real like, about it. But people worked with each other to get it fake. Like, I love to think about like, how did this happen? Like, how did they get in, get to this point? to get there it's like <laughs> right but see that's, that's what I'm talking about again you have the the privilege of your education and intelligence to look at it from that perspective the average viewer takes it at face value and thinks that that stuff's really happening and that that's a life to aspire to do they? and that's because I, I think they do they might yeah 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 no I can yeah I can see all that too that's yeah, so that's that's what I was talking about again with this, comparing it to, to women against feminism is that we can look at it from this intellectual perspective, but I don't. The average viewer is not 
doing that. They just suck it up, hook, line, and sinker. I was reading an article a few days ago about this new <laughs> this new type of celebrity, these micro-celebrities, which are people that somehow just start gathering momentum with followers on, on Instagram and Twitter, and all they do is, like, take selfies or, like, you know, Vine videos of them, yeah. like, flirting, <laughs> and they become a micro-celebrity, and then there's they're this whole convention to pair them up with brands because brands... Oh, my God. Well, this is what I'm talking it's about. Do you see where this is going? It's like this is coming. where this is all going. This is yeah. where the, that's going. And this is why it's not okay to just be okay. like... I'm, Let me I ask said, you. Said, okay, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, do you think that you can stop it by boycotting it? Like, do you see benefit in boycotting it? Um, I No, good question. I feel the benefit is that I'm at least anyone who talks to me about it it's like not everybody knows about this not everybody's paying attention to this because that's what's become the main problem to me is that it's mm-hmm. everyone's paying attention to it that it's become news that's mm-hmm. where it's crossed a line for me you know mm-hmm. because why the fuck is this news these people do nothing and now we're paying attention to them you know what I mean yeah, but, and yeah and, and that so reflects that's, on that's, the that's culture. That reflects on what we're in. And that's so fascinating to me. I don't know. It's, I feel like I'm watching Idiocracy live. Yeah, but I, it's terrible. It's like, it's like, well, you know, to me, that's like saying, watching abuse happen and saying, well, I'm well, watching see, abuse okay. live. You no, want to no, no, change no. something that's bad. Because I, I think that this might be where there's a split, like where the dichotomy happens is because I, I read, you know, I have this different perspective of, you know, fucking, I'm sorry to talk about this all the time, but working in the ER and reading like all these rape reports and all this, you know, sexual assault, physical assault, child abuse, psych histories. And so I'm like, you know, to me, like just watching something mindless and dumb is so much better than having to read about how this girl was ga- seven year old was gang banged, you know, because she's yeah, yeah, yeah. trafficked. So that I think that's my perspective is like this no, isn't no, as I... bad as what is happening in secret. Like this is really public, and it's like, you know, um, for you know, it's aesthetically and and maybe it it just is cheap and. Um, unethical in what they've done to the writers the writers union but it's not a seven-year-old getting I'm, so, I'm sorry i totally turned the frame of reference on its head but that's kind of where i come from with it yeah, yeah no but i'm not saying i'm not saying i mean I, my it's my personal choice to like boycott and avoid all of that and i'm not saying yeah. but i mean if more people did that those that, that kind of stuff would go away and i think it would be less detrimental to the culture overall but i'm not saying you know as mm-hmm. i said i've got my own shows that i watch which i you know yeah anyone free to argue i've asked some people they don't think i'm wrong in saying the things i watch are of the uh, a higher caliber than than those you know other types of shows that just follow people around with fake scenarios but um um but i feel like in my in my avoiding it i'm just making a point that this is yeah. not news this is, but and if people want to watch it it's fine i'm just my problem with the piece was that it was trying to equate it to other things that are good and that was where it really lost ah. me. It's like, yeah, I was like, no, you can't say this is as valuable as something that has people that, you know, people have put a lot of work and time into and, and creativity and artistry into, you know? That really pissed me off because I don't think those have the same value at all. And not to mention just the writers' union, the people that work on those shows, those non-union people are treated like shit. I read a whole article yeah. about how the workers on those shows are treated. You know, they, they have no job security, no benefits, they get paid like shit, work yeah. way big hours because they, they're all non-union, you know, and they get exploited. So there's exploitation going on just to make those shows if you are concerned about that sort Right, right. So yeah, it's no, not, that's it's not. Yeah, I feel like, like there's a lot. a lot of nuance across the board, like as far as what is of value to each person in certain ways. Like if watching watching the soup, I fucking love the soup, 
where it's a conglomeration of all the reality stuff, like that saves my sanity. Like honestly, right. like when I come home, like there's, you know, I, I think that I can't write all that stuff off as being just, I, you know, totally bad because there is something but, about it that I get, <laughs> yeah. where it saves me in some levels. But so. we've talked about this before with, and this harkens back to religious things we've talked about before, mm-hmm. is people justifying something because it's their, their preference. You know what I mean? So just because it works for you. Does it, and same with me. Well, for and just because I it like, doesn't work for you doesn't mean it that shouldn't work for everyone else. Like, well, no, I'm not saying it's, I'm, no, because because I'm talking about how much it works for me. I'm talking about how much it works for society, not me personally. Like me personally is, is not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about society. And See, that's I, I, think I know, it's but I'm like I'm not convinced that it's harming society. Like I still I, I'm still very much of the mindset that it's a reflection of society. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a combination of the two. So okay. I don't think you're you're completely out to lunch there, but I think it's I think that's what's created this 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 draw to 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 worthless celebrity is that uh-huh. that these things exist so people won't aspire to be like that. Previously when people would aspire to have, you know, uh valuable careers that could like help people and do stuff for, for society now they just want to be famous for themselves like it's it's a culture of narcissism and i know yeah. neither of us are fans of narcissism so that's why i don't see how um how you could say it had no 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 impact because i mean like i told you all the selfies people and these people that are just trying to be twitter and instagram celebrities it's like yeah. that's a thing and it's like it didn't this, this didn't used to be a thing like social media it's all combined I mean, it's everyone to be throughout this bad time thing. in history like there's always been this this is just the current media media for it like this is the technology and this is the media format for this narcissism like that has always been there yeah i wait, mean wait. this is prominent i mean i suppose no, I, don't think that, I don't think this kind of narcissism existed before I, if it if, if it did it didn't have a chance to 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 manifest itself at all so yeah i, think so I, so I see it, what you're saying now that it being a reflection of the culture that the culture was you're saying the culture is like waiting for something like this to allow it to do that is that what you mean? I think that it's always been there. I think that people have always been just self-involved and fame-hungry. Like you read, you know, you know, poetry from 400 BC, and it's about like, oh, I want to be famous. I want to be well known. I want to have this, you know, really good reputation in the land. You know, I just feel like people have always been. Oh, I'm been sure there's always that. been people. There's always been people with those aspirations, or else you know people wouldn't have bothered to get famous in the first place. There's always been aspirations and benefits to doing that. But in terms of it just being being famous for famous sake without achieving anything, it used to be I would like to be a famous <laughs> oh, singer. I would like I'll to be, be a famous actor. Oh, I see. Actor. I'll have talent. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with wanting to succeed in what you're good at. I would like to be famous for something I'm good at, but I don't want to be famous. Like, it's like I'm talking about, you know, like I don't even enjoy my, I feel uncomfortable celebrating my birthday because I don't feel like I did anything. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so, so it's very hard for me to sit and watch people who want to be famous because they can point their camera at themselves, you know? Right, so, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you want to, no, yeah. No, I yeah. totally get it. Like, I, you know, part of what I like about it is that I want to punch them all in the face. Like, that feels good. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, speaking of internet celebrities um, <laughs> who are famous just for fame's sake, I found a Pomeranian that is the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever heard and his name, or ever seen, his name is Snacky. And 
<laughs> His Instagram account is snacky underscore business. Snacky business, okay? Uh-huh. I love this little dog. And uh, there's a little video clip of him walking backwards. And they when, they when they videotaped it, they edited over Billie Jean. And it made it look like he's moonwalking. And I was like, <laughs> I watched it so many times that David's like, are you watching that snacky video again? And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Because, like, it stops. And then Snacky sneezes. And then he starts up again. He kicks backwards. And it goes, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Simone, I've probably given it like 90 hits. And wow. so I'm feeding into the idiocracy culture for this poor little per- Pomeranian. But I swear to God, I love this thing. I want to put him in my mouth. <laughs> See, I don't have a problem with that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, send me the fucking link. <laughs> okay, he's on Instagram, at snacky underscore business. And Excellent. yeah. Oh. Snacky. Oh, and they and they have like hilarious captions. Like Snacky was um they had him dressed in a sailor outfit and he was like with a little stuffed crap and they go sailor snacky and his seafaring friends and I like laughed about that for like a minute, but mm-hmm. they just have like little cutie things. They go, Snacky's in his bathrobe. <laughs> He's wearing his <laughs> bathrobe. <sighs> okay. So I will cute. leave you on that. Um, listener, my battery's running out, and I'm um, supposed to tuck my daughter in. So I'm going to uh, wrap things up. Can you please call the dong line and leave us a, a voicemail? It's <laughs> one. Is it one eight hundred? Mom, stop. Okay. No, no, no. it's three two three. Three two three. Three zero one. Dong. <laughs> Dong is in Wiener. 1-800, who the fuck's paying for that? I'm know. not fucking paying for know. that. I knew it didn't sound right. Oh, I'm scared about my battery. We're going to pay for that shit. I know, I know, that's my problem. Um, okay. Um, please, if you buy anything on Amazon, go to dongtini.com first and click through so we get a little kickback and can still continue to bring such high-quality entertainment to the airwaves. And um, so I think that about wraps things up. So until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay, made it. Yay. Battery didn't die. <laughs> Thank God.
Check out the aftershave. Check out all.